This episode is brought to you by the Witty and Gritty 5-Minute Mini Journal. It's centered around Ephesians 6, 10-18, known as the Armor of God. Once you download this freebie, over the next 7 days, take a few minutes each day and dive into what the Armor of God is and why it's important to Christians in their daily walk. You can find this at wittyandgritty.blog. We'll link it in the show notes. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. This is episode 111. 111? 111st? If you're... The Hobbit, right? Yeah. My uh, 111st birthday. It's all ones, so make a wish. Yes, one, 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 one. Or it's all computer and there are no O's. However you want to see that. Yes, anyway, episode 111. And we are wrapping up our Atomic Habit series with interviews and surprise, we're interviewing all of the three of us here. So, of course, it's Brooke me Farron, but we also have Emily. (laughs) (laughs) You guys might not know this, but we have recently launched a journal line and it's full of fun, quirky journals that you'll actually finish. So Farron, do you want to speak into a little bit about why people will actually finish this journal? Yes. Well, first, they might be wondering why journals. And if you haven't noticed, every book that we covered and just about every um, church leader that we've interviewed has talked about the power of journaling and thinking about what you're thinking and journaling is the best way to do that and so when we were trying to think of a way to better serve the community our community we thought why not journals Um, because when we look for journals there wasn't one out there that really fit what we were looking for and so That is where 21 Kicks Journals came from, and it's one that you'll finish because um, 21 days to journal, and if you haven't done the math, there's usually 28 to 31 days in a month, which is nice because it gives you a little bit of leeway if you miss a day here or there. So that's my favorite part. If you miss a day, no need to give up or double up. Take your time with it and enjoy it. They're, They're fun as well as helpful. And also beautifully designed, and that's where Emily's role comes in. So me and Farron thought of it, and we said, hey, Emily, can you uh, do the things? And she said, yeah, for sure, I got you. So there's that. Thanks, Emily, for being the part of the three amigos now of 21 Kicks Journals. I'm so excited. I bring seven kicks. Yeah, I bring seven of the 21. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I love it. Math. <laughs> all this math, all this quick, quick mental math. So this interview, since we're interviewing ourselves, which we haven't ever done, there's that. So we have each secretly come up with three questions and we will pose it to the group. So 
Baron would ask a question and Emily would answer it and I would answer it. And then Emily's going to ask a question and then I'll answer it and Baron will answer it. And then we'll go around for three rounds. So we have the question themes of business question, a journaling question, and then just a fun slash random question. So we'll end on that one because it's probably going to get weird. That's my guess. (laughs) Knowing us. (laughs) Business first, people. Okay. So with business, how do you guys... um, structure your project management when it comes to prioritizing tasks, especially when you feel like you have to do all the things right now. So I am a list person and my lists have sub lists Mm. based on priority and desire of if I want to do it or not. (laughs) Um, I don't want to, it's at the bottom. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, there's rating systems on the list. But yeah, I'm a big just pen and paper list person. And even when I um, had like, uh, was a wedding planner and had multiple weddings, all of the weddings had lists and each category within the wedding had lists. And then everything would be on multiple clipboards hung in my office so that I can pull a wedding at a time out. Oh, that's neat. So you had like one clipboard per wedding or yes, you one have... clipboard per wedding. Okay. And then there'd be sections on the clipboard oh. for like flowers. And a lot of people do that digitally, but I like to touch things. To see it. Mm-hmm. And you are also a person who actually has a physical vision board, yes. which is really neat as well. And last time we chatted about it, you actually, had, it's like an old window with all the different frames in it. And she has each pocket of life, which is a really cool idea to do that. So Yes, that, I love that. That just helps because I need to see it and to be able to touch it. So that's my list on list on list. Very low tech project management system. As far as project management goes, if I, I look at the due dates and see what is coming up, because typically if it's if I have three things to do, I want to do the first thing first because it's due first and I need to get it off my plate. And let's say I have three things due on the same day then I do something called eat your frogs and me and you have talked about this before Farron and it's that Mark Twain quote where it's like if your job's eating frogs best do it in the morning like yeah if if I've got it if I my job is to eat frogs I'm gonna do it when I wake up so I don't have to dread it all day long so I'll pick the ugliest worst thing and do it get out of the way that way I can do the the rest because usually that's gonna go faster and those are more fun for me so eat my frogs Baron, do you want to answer your own question? Yeah. Um, so I think I heard this actually from Rachel Hollis back in the day, years ago, and it stuck with me. But um, writing, I'm much better at in the morning. So then in the afternoons, I do more of the creative or mindless tasks. Um, so I think sometimes it can be overwhelming if there's still more that I want to write, but I'm tapped out in the evenings. And so then I end up wasting more time and scrapping it all the next morning when I go back to reread it. So some of that is letting a bit of that control go um, and just going with my peaks at my peak time, do the hardest task then and try to push the other things to the end of the day. I like it. Well done. All right, Emily, your business question. Oh, and I don't get think time this time. Okay. Here's my business question. I barked up a different tree. (laughs) Emily's a seven, everyone. If you are a heroine in a Hallmark Christmas movie, what small town business would you own? Okay. 
Brooke. Okay. Okay. Small town business. What would I own? I am from the small town. Yes. Yes. You are the, um, I don't know. You're the heroine who is overworked and can't remember the meaning of Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. What's your small business? I think it'd be fun to have a little bakery. I'm not (laughs) because I would want to do my own dang recipes. Like don't do the puppy chow recipe on the box. Do mine. Plus I love dessert a whole lot. So I'm going to go with something that you, a consumable food, like cookies, cookie decorating contest or dessert contest, hot chocolate. When you walk into the little shop, Baron. Hmm. That's tough. There's so many things. Like when they say pick one, anything, pick anything. I mean, I go straight to like arts and crafts, which I feel like is right up there with baking, but to be the heroine, I'm trying to think of a type of work that would have me bogged down and forgetting the meaning of Christmas. So maybe more like um, a Christmas photographer and man, everyone's just wearing me out because like they want their family pictures in time for the Christmas cards. And I'm like, forget the Christmas cards. I'm over it. So there, that's what I would be. Oh, I feel like that story writes itself. Yes. Way to stick to the prompt too. <laughs> it is a competition and I'm gonna win yes you are currently winning good job all right Emily what's your answer be oh um I don't know I actually maybe I would own a diner I always think mm-hmm. I'd do well as like a waitress at a diner <laughs> that's that's I feel like my personality could yeah. fit that well because you don't have to be nice to the customers as a waitress, get out. Not in a small town <laughs> diner, but you can also be like the one that's like, oh, hey, y'all. How you doing? It's midnight and I'm still working, but I'm happy about it. So I don't know. I feel, I feel like You're I could do that. Overrun. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Man, and someone leaves that. me like a weird tip or has like a secret <gasps> message oh, on it. And then that's how my homework story goes. Okay. My business question is, how does your Enneagram number affect your work life? Well, my new venture includes convincing people the right way to teach reading and other people think they're right. And so sometimes you're going to run into differences of opinions. And so trying to get the facts out there while knowing you can't please everybody, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, And kind of like my business question I think that a lot of times it feels like there's so much to do and it all needs to happen right now. So then I do nothing. (laughs) Uh, But anywho, the people pleasing and the energy depleting of the amount of stuff that needs to happen. Um, So that is going to be the con, but the pro is going to be that I can see from different viewpoints So I've gotten feedback on some things I've updated and people just were like, it was so easy to understand and easy to use. And so I think being an Enneagram nine, that it's um, helpful to be able to look at something from a lot of perspectives and try to word it in such a way that people will understand. Okay. So I'm a seven Mm -hmm. and in business, I like to do 8,000 different things. And that has been difficult because the popular business vernacular these days is niche down, find your niche, what small group of people are you, or what 
you know, how does everything fit through one lens? And that's just not what I do. Mm -hmm. So I have decided to embrace the fact that I do whatever I want. And one day it's this and the next day it's that. And you know what? I'm just going to assume there's an audience for that and just keep rolling All with it. Instagram sevens. Exactly. <laughs> or people who just don't want to feel boxed Stop. in. Yes. Don't pigeonhole me. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Would you like to answer your question? I think I've had to, how Farron, you have had to kind of navigate not pleasing everybody. Mine is more of, it's never going to be perfect. So once I wrapped my head around, nothing's going to be ever, ever be perfect. So what's going to be, what? Not subtle, because that's not right either. But what can I do to where it's still a fine job, but I don't have to spend all these hours because if I allotted five hours, I'd take up all five working on this one thing. If I gave myself six hours, I'd find a way to make it six hours too. So figuring out the time management piece there, like I can get this job done in two hours, not 10. Why, why take 10 hours to do it? So there's that. All right, on to journaling questions. Farron, hit us with it. Okay. So I had um, multiple because I wasn't sure mm. who was going to get tasked first. And I didn't know if I was going to have to scramble and make up a new one. Um, so I have multiple to choose from, from. Let's see. How often do you journal slash how often would you recommend someone to journal for it to be effective? I think it is most effective when done almost every day, every day if you can. Have I managed to accomplish that for more than a week? No, never in my life. <laughs> no, never. So no comma, never. it's a do as I say, not as I do situation. But I, I strive to be better at that. Yeah, I agree with you, Em. If, if you could even just do ideally five minutes a day every day, if you have the opportunity, anyone can find five minutes. You just have to be creative in finding it. What is your ideal journaling setup? So like if you, would you do it at a certain time? Do you have colored pens? What's your ideal journal vibe? Alone <laughs> would be good. Uh, no one needing a snack at all. So if I can get, if I can, like, that's why I like the five minutes a day kind of thing. Cause if I can, if it's longer than five minutes, someone needs something. So ideally nobody's bothering me. I don't care when, where, how, just nobody bother me. That'd be great. That would be my ideal. You don't ask for much. <laughs> <laughs> just uninterrupted, preferably. <laughs> yes. I just uh, got back from our annual lake house trip. And so my list includes a view. And if it incorporated water, that'd be nice. Um, a nice candle. Not too bright. Maybe a lamp. Um, cold, but not so cold. Like, I want to be, like, layered up. And definitely not interrupted. Oh, and coffee. Like, hot, not cold, because I got interrupted. Mm -hmm. um, and a good mechanical pencil. That would. That's mine. I like the gel. This pens. is my ideal setup. Oh yeah, yeah I'm with Farron on that one. Look at you guys. Well, it sounds pleasant. I wouldn't say no to any of those things. Uh, I would definitely say no to the mechanical pencil for sure. Actually, I'd watch a video. You know, like those like 
like an ambiance thing. Yeah, like a video of Farron journaling in that situation. <laughs> Farron, we're gonna film you journaling. Just and I can just watch it and like be calm. I would watch that actually. That would be like a thing while I got work done. All right, coming to our YouTube channel, it'll be Farron journaling. Yeah, I can narrate the journal entry too, like guided meditation. It'll be great. Okay, well, aside from a 21's kick journal, 21 Kicks journal, obviously, what other journal do you like slash love slash recommend? So this one actually came from Brooke, but the, it's the one line a day journal. Sets the expectation nice and low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel like you can accomplish it. Um, there are some days, though, that I want to write more, but there's not very much room. Um, but it is nice, and I even got one for my kids. And so their writing will look different. We won't be able to read like the first year. (laughs) But um, yeah, and then it's kind of instilling journaling habit, if you will. Um, Sometimes they don't want me to read it and that's fine. I'll read it later. No, I won't. Um, (laughs) But because they're young, it's easy to write, say, write one sentence. But my oldest, she's wanting to write more. And my youngest is just kind of over it. So I post-it note things in there. So, because she wants to have the journal, but she doesn't want to do the writing. She just, she's in kinder. So I understand. That's a fabulous idea. That's I love a that. really good idea. All right, Em. I like a journal with no rules. Mm-hmm. So I like no prompts, no anything. Just just give me that blank paper. I don't even care if it's bound. Mm-hmm. Just one computer sheet of paper. Blank paper. Slide it on uh-huh. over. Uh-huh. But I want one. all the accoutrement mm. to tape and mm-hmm. whatnot in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, very cool. Farron, I'm with you. One line in a day fits with the theme of don't interrupt me. I just need five minutes <laughs> if I can do that. That'd be great. And like, it is a small space, like you said, but until we are out of the phase where people don't constantly need stuff, I think that's going to have to be, that would be my next favorite aside from our journals. But yeah, wrapping it up with the last round of questions. It's our fun, random one. What's even going to happen? <laughs> what are you about to ask with the way you're acting? <laughs> um, my question is on the topic of habits, did y'all have any quirky, odd habits as a kid? And kid can be from the time you can remember through high school, not the present times. I have an answer in my brain somewhere. I'm think. Yeah, this one's hard. This is a really good question. I can start with my answer. Yes, you yeah, start. We rack our brains. Mm-hmm. I know I was weird. Gotta find it. I, I was pretty OCD with things. Things. And so the whole not stepping on a crack to make your mama's break your mama's back, I stuck with that one way longer than I should have. How long? Um, I don't eat, I mean, probably high school. Probably how? <laughs> high school? Yes. And uh, like if I was going upstairs, I would count them and I would see if I, if my right foot and left foot had the same number of steps or if I was like chewing food, like making it even on both sides of my mouth (laughs) even I was all about everything being fair and being even I liked even numbers I like numbers feeling even yeah 
yes. Now my I had to make up for all the cracks my siblings stepped on. So it was <laughs> there were three. I had to count <laughs> three other people. Um, I did a weird thing. Okay, this occurred to me. Thing. I did a really weird thing as a kid, like little kid, like uh, kindergarten through like the first couple years of elementary school. And I did not like, you know, the seam on socks that goes mm-hmm. across your toes yes, yes, and they yes. like knotted at the ends. That knot on either end like really bothered me because it would move and it might make my toes hurt mm-hmm. or something. So I used to cut my socks to where there brother. was like a hole on yeah. each side so that there would be no knot. And I did that for a long time and it really was strange. You know, my brother had the exact same problem. They had to cut the sock, the ends off just like really? you did. Yes. And you know what? Socks were not good back then. And now they're great. So yeah, I know that they're all seamless who, who socks. This problem fixed it. Good job. Whoever that is. Um, I guess my weird thing was I had three imaginary friends. <laughs> it took me a minute to get there, but I found it. Yep. Jill, Mikey, and Terrence. Terrence. Yeah. Terrence sounds like trouble. Meh. He was all right. <laughs> so that's if I had no one to play with. That's what I played with. Oh. And we need more information. Like I know, I like I don't know if I want to give more. Terrence information. to me sounds like a formal name. Like this is Terrence, <laughs> and he like has a British accent, and I don't know. He's like Terrence sounds like trouble to me. What a fancy name for a kid. I, I don't know where that came from. It was when I was little. It was before we moved to. Wow. Yeah. They were just around at home. It wasn't like they were with you at school. No, it was just playtime. Should have written a book. Maybe I will. Stopped <laughs> in the park we lived. All right, well, that got weird. You and your <laughs> British escort, Terrence. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Well, I meant more like a, like he's like a duke and he's, I don't know. I don't know why Terrence just sounds so formal. He was a younger inferior. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So my random question is, what's your favorite room in a house? It doesn't have to be a room that you own, mm-hmm. but like when you're in any house in general, what's your favorite kind of room? Christmas tree room. Oh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Because whenever you look at a house, if you're going to go buy a new house. Oh, like the room you put the Christmas tree in. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes. Gotcha. I was like, oh, wait, Christmas we can have tree. a room with a Christmas tree in yes, it? Yes, you can. Actually, my aunt has that. She has Christmas all year round in her my room. My mother-in-law has a Christmas tree. She just decorates it with the seasons. But, yeah, so the that's always a – I like looking at that or finding that space. And then also, yes, put a Christmas tree in every room. I'm all for that. Or the room where you hang out the most. I like master bedrooms. I don't know why. I think it's always like quiet and big and it's like secluded. And so I just find that like alone. Go hide in there. <laughs> yeah. You might find me napping like sideways on your master bed towards the foot of the bed. <laughs> I love, I'm kind of with you on this, but I love like the primary like bathroom like a really nice big bathroom but also I've always wanted um ever since playing Clue a conservatory yes I'm not fully sure what it's for conserving 
Yeah, peaches. <laughs> like I'm really that's preserving. Um, you can put peaches in there. I'm not fully sure what you do there, but it always looked cool on Clue. Yeah. If I had what a billiard room, I'd, I'd do the billiard room or the parlor. That oh, sounds fun. That's fancy. Yeah. What about an observatory with like a glass oh, room? Oh, that'd be cool. Okay, so if I if I had that's money cool. to buy these these rooms. Yeah. Do you know what I want, though, is, like, a really modest house with, like, one room that's just, like, an observatory. And you're, like, these people knew what they wanted, you know? (laughs) Something just, like, like a chess room. Yes. Like, just something that's, like, real specific. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Terrence for sure would be there. Yeah. So, Farron, think Halloween, because that's your fave. Emily, think Christmas, because that's your fave. You have a stubborn person who does not like your holiday. You have one minute to convince them why it's the best. So are you pitting us against each other? No, no. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> but that could be fun. <laughs> but, like, Farron, let's say I didn't like Halloween at all. I hated it. How could you convince me that I should love Halloween? Or same with you with Christmas. Because mm. you're okay. all Halloween, you're all Christmas, and I, like, I love them both. I love them both. So... But to the people who we know who, how, what would you say to them? Okay, so the reason why Halloween is one of the best holidays ever is because it's the start of the holiday season. So the seasons are changing. It's really beautiful outside. And Halloween's the kickoff. You change your house to all the fall stuff. For all you pumpkin spice latte folks, that comes out. And then... Um, you get to go trick-or-treating for candy and create all these kid memories. You only get that like once in your life, right? Childhood memories of going door-to-door to get candy. And if you like scary stuff, you can let your freak flag fly because like that's the right month to do it. And then hide the other 11, <laughs> the other 11 months. That uh, it's the best scented candles, the best hand soaps. Um, the pumpkins, all the outside activities. Again, in Texas, it's not scorching hot, so you can go outside again. The mosquitoes are starting to die, and it's all because of Halloween. Halloween <laughs> is what kills the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Well done. Okay, Emily. Oh, that is hard to follow. Um, Christmas is fantastic. And it's because it's kind of like everything's like, it's the end of the year. It's like the death of the year. Like everything is like getting dark and kind of gloomy. All of a sudden you go to work and it's dark and you come home from work and it's dark, but then it's Christmas and you have cookies and hot cocoa and there's glitter everywhere and people just sing outside, which they should do all year round. But it's like people finally let themselves be joyful. And that is very nice to see people openly being joyful and kind of like silly. Yeah. I didn't understand the line, like the thrill of hope until I was older, getting to see like my kids or other people just excited about the season. Yeah. That thrill, like, Ooh, what's going to happen. And then fair and of course with Halloween, that's the reason the mosquitoes die. So I also like hand soap being one of the best reasons <laughs> to like Halloween. Mosquitoes are dead. Your freak flag and you got flies. good hand soap, finally. Hand soap, baby. I love it. Oh, my goodness. We're just the match made in heaven, everyone. All right. So that was a fun way to end the, <laughs> the what you call it, the, mini, the Atomic Habits mini-series. And for all of you people looking for things, it's 
Instagram, 21 Kicks Journals, and we have our Etsy site. That should be up soon-ish, if it's not up already. And then, Farron, you've got stuff going on. You have Move Mountains Literacy. And Emily, mm-hmm. you have stuff. It's Emily Peepenbrink. That's how you can find all of us. And there's that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to... So, y'all, y'all know me and Farron, but y'all don't really know Emily. So, why don't you... Uh, Give like a like a one minute bio. What you doing? Sure. So I am Emily. Yes, you are. Me. And I am an Enneagram Seven, and I'm a Slytherin, and I'm the the fun kind. And <laughs> uh, my background is all in creative arts, and I am a graphic designer and an artist, and I do all sorts of fun things on my graphic design page, which is Emily Peepenbrink. Dot com and then my um, kind of more wild glitter forward work <laughs> glitter is forward. <laughs> the Happy Ginger Co. and that's all sorts of other fun things. So yeah, great creative outlets. Mm-hmm. So we'll link all this stuff up. We've got currently. We should talk about the three journals we have. Let's do that. Our three journals that are out and about. You can catch them out in the wild on this Etsy shop, or if you are into wholesaling, contact us because. We got you there, too. And, Farron, why don't you start with your favorite? We already know what it is. Yes. Well, first, I love that you say the journals are out in the wild. I'm picturing them roaming <laughs> in, <laughs> in the forest and a butterfly net, maybe, to catch young journal. <laughs> um, yes. So, we have three journals, and um, the first one that was created um, is the Halloween journal and it is obviously my favorite as you just heard in my elevator pitch moments ago Um, but I think all Halloween lovers will really love that all fall October Halloween lovers um, man Brooke and Emily team the prompts are amazing the images are amazing the whole style and format I just I can't wait to get it out there into the world and even into the scrapbook community so I'm going to show you guys some ways that you can um, tie in some scrapbooking slash journaling. So I um, you know can't. What? These journals, they're thick and heavy that in any event, a mosquito did survive. The you, season, could, you could smash it. Smash yes. it. <laughs> you could <laughs> embellish your journal pages with real blood from the mosquitoes. <laughs> okay. You know what? They would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect visual representation. Thank you, Farron. All right, Emily, what journal do you want to talk about? My favorite journal is Cherry Cherries. It's our blank journal, so it doesn't have any prompts. It has a cute, it's kind of a fruit-themed journal, so it's got um, really adorable, since I made them, icons (laughs) of fruit. And it's just like something that makes you look forward to the next day, and there's a way to count down your 21 days in a really cute way. And you can kind of just do whatever you feel like you need to focus on. I like that. Uh, I like how you spoke into the, I don't need, I don't want rules. Don't give me rules. I don't like rules. <laughs> don't give me the rules. Uh, okay. And so I'll talk about our gratitude journal. And it's not, it's not your typical one because you know how the, <laughs> uh, it's just not our style. Like the, I am thankful for, or I am blessed because, and those journals are great. They're just not for us or some people who were listening. So it's more, the prompts are more of like, Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. What's something awesome today? And then you write about it. So it's that little kick in the butt that you need 
So if you have a sarcastic friend or you are the sarcastic friend, but you know you should probably practice gratitude, this one is going to be the one for you because it's going to make you laugh. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to write something that happened today that was positive. Let me do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I like to think of the gratitude journal as when you're venting to a friend and she tells you, get off your butt and go do it. Or like, yeah, that really sucks. But guess what? You got to do it anyway. So it is. I really love it. Um, It's like a friend in a book. Oh, an imaginary friend in a book. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't need to hold that over me. I don't know why I said that out loud in public for the world to hear. What were their names? Jill. Jill. Mikey. Mikey. Terrence. Can't forget that one. (laughs) I feel like Jill is the gratitude journal. Mm, why? I don't know. It just feels right. All right. If you want to name your journal Jill, Jill the journal, go for it. I feel like, <laughs> what are you thinking? Which one's Terrence and which one's Mikey? Terrence I feel like Terrence. Mikey like sounds like Michael, Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay. So I get Terrence. Terrence, you better be kind to Cherry Cherries. <laughs> He's going to love it. Uh, okay, so you guys, if you, it will attach all the Instagrams for the internets for y'all and links to all the people site stuff for all the things and the things with the stuff. Yep, clear as mud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 111, Atomic Habits miniseries. And that was lovely. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. That's all. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.